0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will be studying the subject, The Biblical Diet. We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in West Virginia, In the United States of America. More about our guest after we have heard some music.
1: Voice in the for you.
0: the biblical diet We will be studying this subject tonight with Sister Sharon Zizma. Sister Sharon is a Christian health educator in the area of natural health, diet and nutrition, hydrotherapy, medicinal herbs, and alternative home remedies. She has taught health courses in Southern California, New Hampshire, Maryland, West Virginia, Louisiana, Texas, and Ohio in the United States of America, and in Germany, Hungary, Serbia, and England. Sister Sharon Zizema, she currently runs the Beehive Lifestyle Centre in Berkeley Strings. Let's now call Sister Sharon and see if she's available. Hello, good evening. Sister Sharon, you're live on Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening?
2: I'm doing fine, Brother John.
0: Praise the Lord. Glad to hear so. Well, Sister Sharon, tonight we'll be discussing these questions together. What is diet? What directions does God give us about diet? How has sin affected our diet? What reform is needed with diet, and how can we practically carry this out today? Well, Sister Sharon, before we start our discussion this evening, shall we have a word of prayer together? Do you mind praying to open this evening, please?
2: Absolutely. Father in heaven, again, we are approaching your presence, asking that you would be with us that you would conduct our conversation and that you'll give understanding to all who are within the listening ear. Pray, dear Father, that you would bless so that it's understood and also that many can share with others. I want to thank you for this opportunity to share today. And I ask a special blessing on Brother John for making such an opportunity available. And we want to thank you for providing a means in which these things can be presented before people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Sister Sharon, what is diet?
2: Well, we have a dictionary description, and that says a diet is the sum of food consumed by a person or other organism. The word diet often implies the use of specific intake of nutrition for health or weight management reasons. So then diet is the intake of nutrition, whether it's of a good quality or a bad one. Yes. Diet is, prescri- is a prescribed way of eating. We get our nutrients from food. In other words, what you put into your mouth provides the raw building blocks for what you um, for your internal physiology. So we have to remember that the intake of nutrition, you know, being the process of being nourished. In other words, the, it's the utilization of food substances from the prop for the proper nourishment of the body. Yes. Yeah. So the best diet for us today is still the same diet originally given to Adam and Eve. At creation before sin, it provided everything that was needed. So imagine, I was thinking about this. Imagine everything they needed without all the rigorous food preparation. It was right there to pick, you know, and and to basically. Well, much later, the children of Israel were given manna. Yes. It was the diet of Eden in miniature all in one small round thing. And for 40 years, they received this. I'm going to read from Psalms 78, 24 and 25. And I hope people have their Bibles nearby because I'm going to be reading a little bit from it. And had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. Now, I'm going to read it from the NLT version. It's the New Living Translation. I like to read from the King James, but just in order that some people understand a little bit better, sometimes I'll refer to the NLT or, or another one. He rained, it says, he rained down manna for the people to eat. He gave them the grain of heaven. Human beings ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. And this took place for 40 years. Right. It supplied all the nourishment that they needed. And so, you, as you remember, it said there was not one sick among them. Right. That's amazing. So, you know, man has tried to imitate this, Brother John, yeah. by... Uh, little supplements and sometimes they're canned shakes. They might be some type of uh, bar, you know, that's some health bar. um, Might be some other kind of snack. And it's as though they're trying to imitate this, trying to say everything you need is in this bar. But that's not true. Because it will not supply every nutrient that the body needs. So We look at, um, I'll give you another example. How about breast milk? What? It's what I call liquid manna because it has everything that a baby needs in it when it's first born. In fact, it doesn't even need water at first. So just that breast milk supplies every need of that baby, that newborn baby. It has. Uh, The proteins, um, and that's going to be whey and casein. It has uh, the fats. Um, Human milk has these fats that are essential for the health of the baby. And then vitamins, and it also has carbohydrates. Isn't that amazing? Everything that baby needs right there. And if that baby used it for the first year of its life, it would still have what is needed. Of course, you know, other food has to be introduced. Yes. Um, you know, so friends, really proper nutrition or diet is a major component of health. Yes. If you want health, you have to have proper nutrition. And I'm going to read from First John 2. What does God say about it, beloved? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth.
0: Yes, amen. you know and um I'd just like to thanks very much Sister Zizma, for sharing um this vital information and I'd just like to just to add to this for those who um you know want to look into the scriptures more. I looked at where the word diet is first mentioned in the scripture, and it's in relation to exactly what Sister Sharon has shared with us. Um, This is in Jeremiah chapter 52 and verses 31 to 34. It reads, And it came to pass in the 7th and 30th year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the 12th month, in the five and 20th day of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him forth out of prison. So Jehoiakim, king of Judah, was brought forth out of prison. And this mm-hmm. king spake kindly unto him and set his throne above the king of kings that were with him in Babylon, and changed his prison garments. And he did continually eat bread before him all the days of his life. Now that's the sustenance. And for his diet... There was a continual diet given him of the king of Babylon, eve every day portion unto the day of his death, all the days of his life. So you wow. see, the Bible explains that a diet is your appointed ration of food or dinner that you have during your lifetime. And as Sister Sharon has shared, and as we're going to go into this, is God himself knows exactly what diet we need in order to, to sustain us, basically, throughout our yeah. day and lifetime. So I just thought to, just just to add that also, Sister Sharon. um,
2: That's wonderful.
0: And um, let's now go to what directions does God give us about diet?
2: Well, in the beginning of the Bible, we read Genesis 129. Yes. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree. In the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. Amen. And now, if you read that in the new King James version, it says, and God said, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. So now after man sinned, Uh, Genesis 3.17 says, then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sakes and toil. You shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles. It shall bring forth to you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you are taken, for for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So, as you see, man was given a a post-sin diet that would absolutely supply his post-sin body. I use the word his as meaning mankind yes. and the herb of the field meaning vegetables. Yes. Just before the flood, God said to Noah of every clean beast, thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the, the male and his female, and a beast that are not clean by two, yes. the male and his female. Now, after the flood, God said, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb that I've given you. Now, Genesis 9, 3 to 4, when God said, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat to you, even the the green herb um, that he had given them. Moses, when he wrote this, knew from Genesis 7, 2, that he he had also written, that it would be understood by all that the all was referring to clean meats. Yes, Man was given permission to eat clean meats for the first time. However, God specifically forbade the eating of blood. Yes. Now, there are some that say that, you know, in Acts 10, God changed his mind about unclean meats and, and now he gave permission. Therefore, I'm going to read it to you. And allow the scriptures to interpret themselves.
0: Amen. Yes. Go forward, Sister
3: Sharon.
2: Acts 10. Uh, I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. I hope uh, people have their Bibles. Acts 10. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man. was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. What afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir, he asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. He had no idea, right? It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was set down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts. and. Remember this sheet, (laughs) large sheet was let down by its four corners in the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. And I'm reading verse 14 now. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice spoke again, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was perplexed, verse 17. What could the vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house standing beside the gate. They asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So, verse 21. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for. Why have you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman soldier. He is a devout and God-fearing man. Yeah. Well-respected by the Jews, a holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he, so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. It was a long journey. The next day, he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. Then they arrived in Caesarea. The following day, Cornelius was waiting for them and had called people to call together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him but Peter pulled him up and said, stand up. I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know, it is against our our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now, tell me why you sent for me. Yes, this vision or trance that Peter had uh, was to prepare him to associate with Gentiles, wasn't it? From the four corners of the world. Yes, Yes, He was no longer to see them as unclean but but they were worthy of salvation weren't
3: they yes yes right
2: as well as the Jews yes so the vision was not meant to change God's dietary laws at all but to change their the Jewish thinking towards the Gentiles
0: yes I into that yes
2: now Matthew Matthew 15 8 and 9 it says this people draweth nigh, unto me with their mouth and honor their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain pardon me. Coming in. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So we see these things were not biblical, you know, these these changes in the diet. But, you know, or to say that now you could eat uh, unclean meats, but these are the doctrines of men. They're commandments of
3: men.
2: Yes. Most Genesis 9.4 yes. Gen- 9, says, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof shall ye not eat Leviticus 17:11 says for the life of the flesh is in the blood yes. and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh atonement for the souls so you can see that blood was to represent the Savior to come and his sacrifice on Calvary for us yes we're yeah. told, Verse 11, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And 12 says, therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. Why do you think he had to cover it with dust? Must have been because of the disease. To keep disease. Yes. So does this mean only sacrificial animals that we're not to use the blood of? Well, verse 14 says, for it is the life of all flesh. It is the life of all flesh. Just a moment. Yes. I just had a, another come in, and I had to get rid of that. And I think I've kind of lost my um, place here. For it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. So it wasn't just the sacrificial for the life of the flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. So we could see that all the sacrifices uh, were were always um, pointing to the ultimate sacrifice that blood represented. And God wanted everyone to understand that. Yes, um, right, yes. So how is it that the life is in the blood? Well, blood preserves and supports life by transporting nutrients to every cell of the body, and and it takes away waste, too. In this way, the life of the flesh is in the blood. At circ- All circulation ends when a person dies, right? And so therefore... Yes, right.
0: As well. Yes. Yes. Well thanks, this is Ezema um, as time is moving on, and um, let's now look at how has sin affected our diet.
2: Okay, well, uh, let's go to the Bible again. Um, Proverbs 26 verse two says, As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying. So the curse causeless shall not come. It's called cause and effect. Right. What we put into our bodies provide those raw building blocks for our internal physiology. Uh, what if you put the wrong foods in?
3: Yes. Right.
2: So Galatians six seven says, "Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap." So once again, we see cause and effect here. So it's what you do is what you're going to get back. What you right. put into it is what you're going to get out of it. We live in a, a fast, uh, Dr. Frank J. Hurd, um, the husband of of, uh, of the lady who did the book Back to Eden, Elizabeth Hurd, I think was her name. Right. Uh, no, Rosalie Hurd, pardon me. Right we live in a fast paced society and many commute to work people don't grow their own food either due to lack of space i'm adding this in or inconvenience or just no interest in planting i'm surprised you know that people don't plant things in pots even right the you know the food industries know this brother john and Oof. because they know them um we find that you know growing food one can hardly keep up you know these these manufacturing places with the competition and so they they pick the food before it's ripened right. uh they have to do many things to it to preserve it and that which is nearly ripe you know it, there's the danger of it spoiling in trans transit yes so, a lot, a good majority of our food just does not have the nutritional value that ripened food does. And this yeah. makes it de-utilized. You don't have the vitamins. Much food is preserved with chemical additives. Yeah. And we can hardly avoid buying contaminated food today. The, and, and this food not being normally ripened uh, now has all these other things added to it to preserve it, to flavor it. You know, we're doctoring it up, aren't we? Yes. So Romans 8.23 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. So creation is groaning, friends, under the curse of sin. And in a book by the, the name of Consuls and Diets and Food, we're told that cancers, tumors, and all inflammatory diseases are largely caused by meat-eating. Right. Remember that the life is in the blood. It yes. transports the good and bad throughout the body.
0: Yes. Yes. Most and
3: certainly. all
2: in. Yeah. Yes,
0: carry on, Sister Shannon.
2: Okay, so that ends that particular question. Uh, do you have more?
0: Yes. Okay, well um, I also looked at first Peter chapter four and verses one okay. to three. And this is in relation to how sin has affected our diet. For it says for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he mm-hmm. that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh, to the lusts of men, but to the will of God, and so we see the contrast here is that suffering in the in the suffering excuse me in the flesh, so that we can live to the will of God, and Jesus set the yes. example because it says for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lasciviousness, thus excess of wine revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. So you see here that Peter's mentioned a lot about eating, you see, about, yeah. about about intemperance. And so from the scripture, I see that sins affected our diet because men, as you rightfully said, no longer eat and drink that which is healthy. They eat and drink too much and have become intemperate. And it's made us use food and drink for our own self-issues, rather than following the will of God. And that's broad, even as you shared, um, you know, how the food's being doctored, not being ripened properly, putting in all these add- additives. All this is is based upon greed and selfishness, you see. Yes. And so we see that sins, it directs men to live to the lust of the flesh rather than to be filled with God's spirit, you see. And um, so these were the things that I had studied when looking at this, in that, as we know, God is love and God is good, and everything he does and directs us to it is for our benefit. Satan, on the other hand, is the you know, he's he's he he is the source of evil in this universe yeah. and on this planet and everything that he does is seeking to destroy men. So um so quite simply, you know, um sin seeks to destroy us through an unhealthy diet, but um the yes. Lord is, is seeking to preserve and and and, and to keep us. Alive through a healthy diet, and um, so I just thought to, to basically just to share that, just to share um, that, um, to compliment that which you've shared. So, moving on now, um, as we carry on, carry on here. So, looking at this, what reform is needed with diet now, um, Sister Sharon?
2: Oh. So much, <laughs> oh, yeah. much of the world, you know, has really come to the realization that we do need these changes, and you know, we we it's the only way that we'll stem the tide of disease. Yes, it's just the only way. Um, changes have to be made in our lifestyle, you know, since good health is is really our treasure. If we have good health, we have everything just about, yeah. you know, that we need in this life. And uh, that health enables us to work, it enables us to sleep, it enables us to think, it enables us to do everything. So um, we're. it was, uh, this statement was made years ago, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. It's often a quoted phrase. Phrase you know um, that was spoken by Hippocrates, and this was like 400 years before Christ. So the world understood this, you know, the 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 relationship to uh, health and and uh, food. So now we see it more than ever before. You know how rel- relevant it is. There's an increasing reliance on prescription drugs um, to treat every ailment, you know, both mental and physical.
3: Yes, yeah, So I-
2: and so. We have some, some really, you know, I was looking at the book Ten Talents and looking at some of their their ideas are the same as mine. And one of the things, you know, I'm just going to go down a list of things that would help us. One is to drink plenty of water um, mm-hmm. when you rise up in the morning, you know, and also in between your meals. It's, it, it would do very well because water is like the best liquid. Eat a substantial breakfast. You know, after a night's rest, the body's better able to digest a hearty meal than at other times. You know, you've had this break, you know, so now eat a nice big meal. You know, my husband and I decided that we would eat dinner for breakfast and breakfast for dinner.
3: Yes, what?
2: a large meal in the morning. I'm on a two meal a day plan. Um, Also eat at regular intervals. You want to have at least five to six hours in between a meal. Now, I know it takes four and a half hours to digest, generally speaking. And if you, if it takes four and a half Hours to digest. Do you want to eat exactly at four and a half hours or do you want to give your stomach a little break? So, you know, five to six hours is best in between your meals. And there are a lot of uh, good um, um, things that come out of that. You know, it does help you live longer. Um, We should try to avoid snacking, too. Avoid snacking. You know, it's a a bad habit, but but needs to be overcome that the meal, every time you eat in between your meal, uh, you start your digestion over. And so that means the first food that was in your stomach is going to ferment, you know, and that's going to be upsetting to the stomach. Anything that is irregular with the stomach is also affecting your brain power and um, your body functions.
3: Right.
2: So it's tax very taxing. So these are just the best things to do. Yeah. So another thing is that we shouldn't, we should eat for strength and not drunkenness, as the Bible says.
3: Yeah.
2: Eat for strength and not drunkenness when we overdo it. And we're all guilty of that at times, you know, going to potlucks and, you know, places like that. Sometimes when you eat, a certain way, you know, you're eating a a vegan meal, and then you finally find a place with vegan food, you're like, wow, I want some of this and some of that and some of that. (laughs) You you can overdo it, you know, Oh, a healthy healthy dessert, I'm going to get four of those, you know, we want to be careful. Um, We still need the time in between our meals, we don't want to to eat for drunkenness.
3: Yes.
2: Um, another thing is avoid eating just before you go to bed because everything in your body is slowing down when you go to sleep. You yes. know, your heart goes down, your breathing, all these different things. And because of it, uh, we have to um, recognize that our digestion slows down as well. And many people... Suffering uh, sleeplessness because their stomach is still working, still digesting, and uh, then then they're just telling everyone, "I can't sleep at night. I can't sleep at night." You know, I'm not saying that's everyone's situation, but that is a big one. It is a Absolutely. big one. Yeah, um, we we should also take time to enjoy our meals. You know, don't eat hurriedly. You know, or if you're overtired, you know, it's better to drink something and, um, you know, like a, um, to have some maybe soy milk or, or something like that or, or eat just a, a piece of fruit. You know, if if um, you're super tired because uh, it just doesn't help with the stomach, the work, all the work that it has to do, it has to rest with you. Yes. And then. Also, um, two meals are always better than three, because if you have a third meal, and especially for people with sedentary type jobs, it's best to eat uh, two meals. Now, if you're a, a construction worker or someone who's really working hard with their hands, you know, lifting and doing things like that, you can see that third meal. But you know, the 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 uh, saying is, eat breakfast like a king lunch like a prince and dinner like a popper. Do poppers always get to eat dinner? No, they don't, you know? So very, very little or nothing should be eaten uh, as the third meal for most people. Now I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to say that someone with diabetes or, you know, some other situation. Yeah. Please understand um, there. This is the best way for people but there are, uh, uh sometimes those rules are bent because of illnesses or specific yep. situations. Yep. Then another thing is uh, you know you, you should try to have regular hours for sleep because that helps. Basic guidelines for good um, eating habits are um, uh, don't eat this huge um, variety in one meal. Right. because there' are some foods that just don't don't work well with other foods but you should have a variety and and I like to tell people eat a rainbow eat a rainbow of yes, food life. and you want foods that are uh, that are white like cauliflower and yes, you know life. some things like that uh, you you'll want uh, purple you'll want red you want, uh, green you want yellow vegetables you know you want a, a rainbow of colors because you will get the vitamins that your body needs reduce your insect your intake of salt yeah, and cool. sugars and these visible fats and oils you know the best ones are to have uh, um, avocado nuts olives seeds those are healthy fats <laughs> Very healthy fat. And then um, refrain from all alcoholic and caffeinated vegetables. Those things really attack your nervous system. And they also are debilitating to the organs, the organs of your body. Um, we also want to avoid foods that are high in cholesterol, like eggs and cheese and butter and meat. Right. Those things, those are high in cholesterol and and they invite disease. Take time for a brisk walk after you eat. Exercise is probably just as important as what you eat. So a good 10 minute walk afterwards. And we're not talking about um you know, a fast paced one, you know, not real fast paced, but something that uh, is just br- just brisk and um, aid the digestion of your food. Yes. So that's what I, I would like to say about that. And, and, you know, if we would learn to eat more raw foods in our whole in the whole natural state, you know, the the common ailments that we now have would be few. There'd be less sickness. Yes. Um, there would be a fresher complexion. There would be sound teeth, lustrous hair, and vigorous uh, build. You know your That's body safe. build, and then perfect posture and natural graces of the body would present the strongest favor of natural living. Yes. Um, in the the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, 20 to 22. My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to him who finds them and healing to all his flesh. Ecclesiastes ten seventeen says, Blessed art thou, O land, when thy princes eat for strength and not for drunkenness. Yes. And I'll then. end with that answer for your yes. question
0: Yes, well I've got nothing to add um, there, Sister Sharon is comprehensive and there's more than enough information there for the listeners to take their time to glean and to um, feast their minds upon and for them to learn if they haven't learned any of these principles yes. before Now Finally, now, as we round off this evening, which is really even, I should say, the most important point, because we've given given... the listeners information, but now how can they practically carry this out? What strength, what power do they need in order for them to put this into action?
2: Well, I'm going to share that power, but first I'm going to share one more thing from the book 10 Talents. Good health can only be sustained by good blood, which in turn comes from eating vital foods, rich in life-giving properties. Our creator, who carefully and wonderfully made us, also knew what foods would be best for us. Today, modern science supports a plant-based vegetarian diet as being the optimal diet. The simple diet could prevent a heart attack, stroke, cancer, and reverse diabetes, obesity, and hypertension. To be able to look and feel alive and healthy, one must eat the kind of food that will give the body what it needs rather than what you think it wants. Man is a fine network of automatic reactions that function best from raw material taken into the body rather than the highly refined foods so commonly eaten today. The modern can opener and the fancy packaged dinners are fast taking the place of simple, wholesome, nourishing food. Now I'm going to share some words from the Bible. Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Leviticus 17.11 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. How can I change my diet after so many years of eating for my self gratification or just ignorantly? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's Christ. Yes. Oh. Romans 8.37 says, no. And all these things, we are more than not conquerors through him who loved us. Luke 1.37 for the God for with God nothing shall be impossible. Isaiah fifty eight eleven and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Amen. Ephesians three twenty says Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Sister Sharon, we're going to have a break for some... Music and uh, we shall come back with some closing thoughts
1: My faith has found a resting place not in device nor creed. I trust the ever-living One His blood for me doth plead I need no other evidence I need no other plea It is enough that Jesus died And rose again for me My heart is leaning on the Word
2: The living
1: Word of God Salvation through my Savior's name Salvation through His blood You need no other Evidence, you need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and rose again for you. The great physician heals the sick. The lost he came to save His blood can make The foulest clean His blood atones for me We need no other evidence We need no other plea It is enough that Jesus died. He died for you, for me.
0: Biblical diet. Sister Sharon, can you share some closing thoughts of us this evening, please?
2: Yes, I, I think I'd like to share a personal testimony with you. Um, I decided to omit some processed fats or all processed fats and sugars from my diet. As a result, I lost 28 pounds. I'm only about four pounds away from my original wedding size. I was 26 years old at the time, and I've been married for 43 years now. Last night, we celebrated our first date, November 11th, and we have done that for 45 years now. Just yesterday, I was asked by an an old friend who was with his wife why I don't seem to age like most people. I definitely do age, but not like most people think that I should at my age. I'm pretty healthy and I'm still limber and can move around well. I've been on a plant-based diet now for 35 years. And that's all plant-based. I gave up the dairy about 35 years ago and um, eggs as well and cheeses. I believe that it plays a big part. I wake up every morning and I drink 32 ounces of water. Then I worship my creator. I have begun drinking a fresh green smoothie of kale. It's fresh, made every morning of kale, spinach, and pineapple. I put chia seeds and flax seeds in it with a little Liquid stevia, just to give it a little sweet taste. It appears to help both my mind and my body. My fingernails have improved, my hair um, has improved. And, um, you know, also as far as my um, vegan diet, plant based, uh, it has restored my hair after a great hair loss due to COVID and the Delta virus. So my, um, my body's in pretty good shape. My skin is very clear. And uh, most people don't see me as old as I really am. I thank God for that uh, because it is a testimony to others. And I can say there is a great blessing in eating the original diet, man's original diet. There's a great blessing waiting for everyone. I don't have, I'm not on any medications and I don't have, you know, any obvious illness that uh, is detrimental to me in any way. I thank God um, for sharing with me what he shared with me some years ago. I did not know what the results would be in the future, but now I get to enjoy them. So that's what I wanted to share with everyone and just recommend, you know, trying a better way of eating and uh, knowing that there is a blessing in it. And uh, there's also a curse in in eating bad. So I hope that people will take this to heart. I have so enjoyed sharing this with you because this is one of my favorite subjects. Thank you.
0: Amen. Sister Sharon, should we have a... Well, the us to close this evening, please.
2: Thank you. Our Father in Heaven, thank you that we can approach your presence again, calling you our Father. Well, I thank you for being with us. And I hope, dear Lord, that your name was glorified and that you were praised. I ask that you will bless every listener who takes this to heart and really seeks to do better. And I pray that you will help them along because you have promised, Lord, when we put our foot in your path, that you meet us and you bring us along the way. So thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity of prayer and this opportunity to share with, with my friends in England. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Sister Sharon, thank you for joining us on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at org. You can send a text message to 79 You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash. If you would like to support Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio, then please send your donations to our website at vitwradio.org Click on the page called About Us. You can donate financially to us there. On next week's program, we will discuss. Working as God directs. Well, that's it for tonight. Good night, listeners, and God bless. Voice in the wilderness, internet radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live and our This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.